0: Sorry about the noise, my neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck, play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck, low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. On SENSA, you're listening to The Sandful Show. for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it.
1: Oh, a bloke that feels the game day vibes more than anybody else is our next guest. Uh, we do it all thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. Our next guest, currently leading the Ken Farmer medal, former Cat, former Swan Hazy, mm. and he has, well, midfielder turned hungry Ford, uh, breathing right down his neck in Abe Davis for the Ken Farmer. We speak of Dan Menzel. Hello, Menzel.
0: See how you going, mate?
2: Good, <laughs> good to chat. Oh, it's an intriguing race here, men's, between yourself and Abe Davis. So, uh, who should we put our money on?
0: Ah, uh, you're right. It actually, it turned into that, hasn't it, after the weekend? Um, Abe obviously kicking six on the weekend um, at the North Adelaide Oval, and we got to play. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, here we go at home. But, nah, no, Abe's going really well, which is um, which is good to see for for Stur, obviously, um, and. Is no kicking bags, which is impressive. So, um, we'll, we'll see how the year pans out. Just on that,
2: how is the deck? I mean, it took an absolute chopping on the weekend, and you're right, I think the Adelaide Oval pulled up pretty well.
0: <laughs> yeah, our, our deck gets out, Oval Avenue is not in great nick at the moment, it's fair to be said. So, um, I think every single step you took on the weekend, your foot would sink a good 30 centimetres. So, just Made it for the trickiest conditions I've ever played in. Uh, and as a result, I guess when there's 350 tackles in a game, that probably sums up where the game was at.
1: I just want to touch on that, Men's 139 tackles for the Eagles and 187 kicks. South Adelaide, 198 tackles and 184 kicks. Now, <laughs> if you want to go into... I'm not sure what the record was. I'm pretty sure that... Um, uh, that the, there was about an 18 or 19 before as a sample record, and I'm not entirely sure, but these tackle counts are unbelievable. Dylan Clark 19, Bogle 18, overall 17, Duncan 16, Kramer 16, Mead 15, O'Neill 15. Now still no Menzel up here. Knight 14, he slipped 13, Rose 12. There's if you take seven in a game, you've had a big tackle game. Half, if not more, the players have had eight plus. It, it actually, you just don't see games like this ever. Did, did it feel like that out there, that it was just a full-blown tackle fest?
0: Yeah, it did. It, it felt like a rugby match. Um, you mentioned Dill Clark with 19. He was leading the cop before this game even. So he's a tackling machine. But I think it was Troy who said it to me before the game. He said, if you're a midfielder and you don't have 10 tackles today, then uh, you probably wonder what you're doing. And I think you might have gone with the unders even. It was... Um, that sort of game where literally it was just the ball would be thrown up, tap down, literally tackled, reset, go again. Um, which wasn't great because it was cold and wet conditions too. So as a deep forward, you're standing there and not moving for about five to six minutes straight at certain parts of the game. So uh, I'm really hoping that with the bye this week, we're not going to train on the oval, that it can get back <laughs> into some better nick. Yeah.
2: Mate, swear, a game where goals are just so hard to come by, you couldn't buy one. Congratulations to your brother, Troy. You kicked two. Bag. That's probably, a bag. That's an absolute bag. It's equivalent to about eight <laughs> in a normal day. One tackle for Troy Menzel when this bloke's getting about 40 tackles each.
0: Well, I did not know that. <laughs> he, he actually is a little bit higher and closer to the ball than me too. So I, I know I had three, which I was pretty stoked with. So I'll certainly begin the him about that. That's... Um, you're right, keep the equivalent of eight, but one tackle in a day like that's questionable.
1: Yeah, this, uh, the Sample have got you down for four, mate. Don't see yourself yeah. short. So five tackles between the Menzels and three goals. You had more tackles than goals anyway.
0: <laughs>
2: we'll take that. We'll take it. Not very often that happens. Mate, uh, just what was it like, the conditions? And you mentioned just before, but um, the Sample players as well, uh, do, you, do you get a chance to train for these types of conditions? And because you usually get sort of one or two games per season where it's just an absolute mess like this and you guys uh, it seems when it came down to it you just probably adjusted a little bit better
0: Yeah I think that uh, these tough conditions really hard to train for because you just don't train at that intensity of training so the crashing in, smashing in you sort of stick clear of that little bit of training because you don't want to injure yourself or your own uh, players so it is tough to get used to and I actually think South adjusted better than we did uh, at the start of the game It probably took us until half time to work out that there's no point trying to chain the ball out and switch the ball. Let's just get territory on the footy. And our third quarter was a massive result of that. We kicked a couple of goals and hit the league and then literally just held on for a quarter.
1: It reads really interestingly 63 to 46 hit outs. You dominated there. Inside 50s, pretty even. Your clearances, you actually lost. Rebound 50s. But then you go scoring accuracy, 50%, 25%. The, the the standout stat, though, men's, was that you had 106 handballs to South's 57. Uh, and not as many kicks as them. And and that sort of, well, sort of summed up in the game that you're just flicking the ball out and trying to get some territory.
0: Yeah, exactly that. And we we probably overused it early on, but um, found a much better balance as the game went on. And uh, it was one of those ones that, yeah, it literally could have gone any way. And I think the last quarter went for about 22 minutes, which we were very thankful for. So uh, one of those ones, you take the win, you pack up, you get out of there and hope that it's a little bit nicer next time.
2: Mens, do you think we should start inserting Riley Knight into a McGarry medal conversation?
0: Oh, not just conversation. I think he potentially might be leading now. Uh, and the reason being is he's having such an enormous year for us. He, obviously, he was doing this last year, but I think people probably didn't realise that he hurt his ankle midway through last year and just couldn't cover the ground in the second half of the season. And he's getting that opportunity to show what he can do at this level again this year. And uh, I think that it probably be leading because North Adelaide have been the standout. Have had games where Wiggs dominated, Youngs dominated, and Campbell Coombe. So I think they'll be um, stealing votes from each other, which will put him in a really nice spot at the moment. Really not
1: currently just in the finals uh, race. You're up there on the ladder, a position nicely. You've got the Bulldogs at the Ponderosa on the 18th. Or, no, at home should I say on the 18th of June? Um, just expect another win there over Hazy's old mob.
0: <laughs> you would think so, uh, Fitzmagic, wouldn't you? But um, I—it I, depends on the conditions again. That's the thing. If it's going to be—if um, it's going to be boggy and whatnot, it just—it makes the game a much more even game. It's—it's then it's about the hunt and who actually wants it a bit more. Um, th- they've been patchy, obviously, this year. But th- their best is uh, good enough against the good team, But they—they they struggle to do it for four quarters. So that'll be something that we'll be right on top of and. I think we've got um, a pretty good run after the bye in terms of where t- teams sit on the table. That n- never guarantees your wins, but it puts us in a good spot because the teams around us have to play each other, and, and that should level that out a little bit more.
1: Well, I don't I say Hazy's old mob, but you still cop a little bit of curry uh, yeah. against, uh, well, I don't say your old mob anymore.
0: Good doggies,
2: Junior. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes, uh, look, I do try and I still cop a little bit over the fence, which um, some of it's quite witty, which we quite enjoy, and then some of it's just not very clever at all. But I do love the passion of the supporters um, at any level. To be honest, I think that's where the game is born, and it's it's what we play for. So you gotta you gotta be able to give a little, and you gotta be able to take a little as well. I means
2: it seems like we have completely forgotten, which is a really good thing, about uh, your history with injuries. How's the body feeling? And, how much longer do you think you can play for?
0: Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I um, I've battled, to be honest, this year just with some bone bruising my in my left knee. But that sort of um, got better as the years gone on, and I didn't train for the first five weeks. Um, and and so it just it sort of had a small effect on me. But I've started to really feel better in the past month, and and it's one that yeah, I don't have to think about too much now. I still do a lot of prep work, but. Uh, in terms of all of that, I think the the work that I've done, uh, it's put me in a really good position. And I feel like I missed four or five years of footy uh, in my early 20s. And so I sort of want to make it up. So I guess in a way, no, I'm not going to play until I'm 36. But at the same time, I still think I've got at least a few years left. Well,
1: just one out in the goal square, I think, sure. later in the career. Yeah, not moving too fast. <laughs>
2: Fighting it out with Sh- Troy.
1: Short 15-metre leads. <laughs> Troy,
0: get out, get out, out. <laughs> Yeah, actually, it sounds alright. We might be fighting out the pay packet too, depending on what country are <laughs> yeah. um,
2: in the same salary cap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, um, just quickly as well, the mid-season draft, um, you guys were supposed to lose, Connor Ballant. That was the, the big word sort of coming through, but I suppose there's a couple of ways to look at it. He would have loved an opportunity, but um, it's good for the Eagles that you get the services of such an important big man.
0: Yeah, look, it really is. It's one of those catch-22s. I'm really close with Ballers, and I'd spoke with him a lot in the lead-up to it, and he had the inkling that he was going, and it was one that you're like, and I remember saying, I'm like, I'll be wrapped for you. I want you to get the opportunity, but it obviously impacts us, and so when he didn't go, it was it was quite a surprise. We were training at the time, and so it was a really weird one with Zane Williams getting picked up and kind of not, but we, we'll certainly take it. It's huge for us in terms of our structure, and... Um, and it does hurt a few other teams um, in, in what they've lost as well. So it's, it's one that um, I'm hoping that he has a good back end of the year and then a little bit like Tyson Stengel and Jack Hayes he gets the opportunity come the end of the season.
2: Love your work, men. Um, thanks for jumping on and having a chat with us. Uh, and good luck to the Eagles. You guys uh, are in a really, really nice spot. And there's nothing better than seeing you kick some goals. And just a quick word before you go on that uh, little left foot snap early in the game on the weekend. That one must have felt pretty nice.
0: Yeah, look, I think the ball was still semi-dry that stage in <laughs> the ground you could actually stand at that stage. So I, was, I needed to take him early because there wasn't going to be much more after that. So I'm hoping the next game we play is more than seven goals kicked for the whole match.
2: Yeah, absolutely, mate. You need to get some uh, space between you and Abe Davis. Um, appreciate your time. Good on you, Menzel. Chat to you again soon. Thanks, boys. Good to chat to you. Daniel Menzel joining us this afternoon. It's... And uh, Daniel Menzel playing the way that he is at the moment. I just look at it from a, a defender situation. How on earth do you play on Daniel Menzel when he's so agile that you couldn't play in front of him because he'd just burn you back to goal? There's no way you'd play behind him because he's too quick. Yeah, and then you put the
1: defender on that suits him, and then you've got the carbon copy in Troy that goes and does exactly the same thing. <laughs> exactly. So right. potent. you, isn't you it? need two of them. Mm. Um, but yeah, if one misses, it's ashes to ashes, dust to dust. If one doesn't get him, the other must, mm. sort
2: of thing. But they. I oh, don't know, who should win the Ken Farmer from there, Davis. You'd think so. Eh? Yep. It's just going to keep on opening up. And we get that each and every year. There's sort of one, maybe two weeks of really rough winter footy. But uh, when it starts to really dry up and there's some clean disposal and it comes in a bit more regularly, then Dan Menzel just owns it. Quick question. How many footballs would they have used
1: at that game on the weekend? Because you could probably roll out 15 footies and and keep trying to put a fresh one, but it wouldn't take long till they will be ruined. So
2: how many would you use in a game like that? Oh, I reckon at least probably three or four. They would take at Two, least... One
1: One a different... Every new one a different quarter? You'd think so.
2: as a minimum. The confusing thing about the game was, and right, it was right, it was quite dry early, and then it set in, and then all of a sudden, the sun was shining, You thought, here we go, it's going to open up, and I'm not kidding, a minute later, it would be raining sideways. It was just confusing weather... Uh, by the end of the game, you could hardly tell the players apart. They were that covered in mud, but yeah, the Burleys would have absolutely copped it.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of playing down in Kingston or Panola down in the southeast back in the day. Hey, Hazy, we've <laughs> got to jump to a break. Thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. On the other side of this past player, we go to a bloke that dominated, absolutely dominated the, um, the air in the ruck for Norwood for many, many years in Sam Balderstone. We'll chat to him right after this.